trying to help. Uh, we are here to talk about those situations when maybe in just everyday life conversations you're trying to be helpful and maybe you struggle from time to time. I think we've all been there. Um, today, Leslie, we're going to talk about the C word. Uh, what? <laughs> well, I appreciate your surprise, uh, but not not that C word, Leslie. You're going to have to get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, no, okay, wrong one. No, wrong. no, different one. We're going to talk about consent, but... Um, before everyone assumes this is going to be a really heavy, kind of very serious, maybe even draining or triggering topic, mm-hmm. um, you know, before you run for the hills, I just want to say, give us a chance because I think we're going to talk about consent in a way that might be a little bit different. Um, I just want to say I, I spend my my day job, my, my nine to five, day, Monday through Friday, talking about things like sexual assault and rape and sexual harassment and so it's a it's a topic that i am very comfortable talking about it just isn't what i have in mind for this episode um because consent is so much bigger than just sexual consent so i want us to kind of explore some other ways that maybe we should just be asking first before we do things that we think are helpful or that we otherwise might just do so I'm hoping that folks listening might find this conversation about consent sort of light, interesting, maybe eye-opening in a way you just hadn't thought about the word before. And um, I'm, I'm giving this speech, Leslie, because I'm concerned people are gonna be turned off by what they think might be super serious and heavy. Um, so I think we can deliver on, on, a, on an interesting, light podcast today. What do you think? Yeah. So I'm gonna read you a tweet that came my way. Um, this is from at it's Miri. Miri is M-I-R-I. She wrote, I have a friend who always asks me before she starts venting or sharing her concerns if I have the mental space for it right now. And I gotta say, that willingness to respect boundaries and not demand that a loved one dedicate emotional energy they may not have that day is the healthiest shit ever. <laughs> what do you think, Leslie? Um, yeah, I've definitely had moments where I've had people that I really, really care about and who I normally you know, play this role in their lives uh, come to me and kind of um, unload, for lack of a better yeah. term, um, and without taking a minute to assess me. Mm-hmm. Where you are right now. Right. Um, but, but I do think that that's a valid point that, like, even if 99% of the time you're in a good place for this, it's still worth checking because of that 1% of the time that you're just like, I, I don't have the capacity for this right now. I have to say, I'm down with this. I love the tweet. That's why I wanted to share it. And to all my friends who might be listening and thinking, well, geez, Kate, you never hesitate to dump on us. <laughs> I think you may be right. Touche. Mm-hmm. Touche. Um, I but this this podcast is me turning a new leaf. This is this is my like public commitment to be better about this and check in with people. And if I call a friend to, you know, voice some concerns about something going on in my life, I really want to be better about saying, 
first, how are you? I, I'm, I'm calling for a reason, but I want to see like if you're in the place to, to handle this right now. I, I can think of so many times when I tried to make that decision for someone, and that's not helpful either. And, and by that, I mean, like I've called up a friend thinking I might tell them something going on in my life, but I chicken out and, and, and in my own head think, no, 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 Kate, don't bug them with your problems, handle your own problems. And I've chosen for them that they are not in a place to manage what I have to talk about. And I think the problem with that is twofold. One is it leaves me to always deal with my own shit (laughs) and all by myself. And two, people never really get to feel close to me. And I think that's bothersome to them too. And so I can kind of solve both of those problems by just asking people, are, are you cool with this? Are you in a good place? Right. And kind of having an idea of how, how they take things. Um, my mentor, who is an amazing person, uh, she would describe herself as an introvert and I am textbook extrovert. Um, and the way that she would put it is that extroverts um, take our, our drawer full of ideas and dump them out on the table and want to sort through them with other people. Yeah. Introverts, on the other hand, want to turn around, open the drawer, select the right implement, and then execute. Something I realized with with that is my inclination to say, all right, so, blah, blah, you know, and, <laughs> and, you know, have that, like, moment of, of like, taking everything out and spitting all of my feelings and all of the history and did you know this and this one time this and I feel like this and also I tripped on my way in here my shoes untied and it can be really overwhelming mm-hmm. um, especially for someone that doesn't operate on that context mm-hmm. and so I think that this is an interesting um, topic for this podcast because it's something that we can um, work on from both directions, both how we talk about it, other people, and how we react when they're approaching us. Yes, that this relationship is a two-way street. Right. uh, And being helpful goes both ways. And, um, you know, sometimes when I ask permission to vent to someone, I am helping myself, but I'm also helping them. And that, that, you know, we can both kind of win in that scenario. Um, I have another way of thinking about consent that's slightly different. Recently, a friend called me, um, and I've known for a long time that she was really unhappy at work. Um, This has been like an an ongoing thing that she fills me in on from time to time. And... um, one day things were particularly bad and she gave me a ring and when I answered the phone and said like what's going on she said oh let me tell you and then she said you won't believe the thing they said to me in this meeting in front of everyone and nothing's ever good enough and now I have to work longer hours and nobody respects me and they're saying things in front of the whole group that are undignified and embarrassing and she went on this long list and I was listening and then there's that pause, right? And that pause means like it's your turn, Kate, mm-hmm. right? So um, I was thinking, okay, it's 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 my turn to say something. And you know, the theme of the show is wanting to be helpful. So I I didn't know if my idea of helpfulness was what she really wanted. So I checked in with her first, and I said something like, "Oh my goodness, all right, things have gone from bad to worse, and you're really going through it." And I'm not sure what's helpful right now. Are you just kind of filling me in so that I know the latest? Or were you looking for some advice? And I think that particular day, she said something like, 
oh no, oh my goodness, I have advice coming at me from all directions. The hmm. last thing I need is another person's advice. Hmm. I just wanted you like in on the story because you've been in on it and I just wanted you to have the full picture. And I was like, cool, yeah, glad you told me. If you didn't fill me in, I might just assume all's good. So it's great that you let me know and obviously you're really struggling. But sometimes people will say like, girl, if you've got advice, you better give it to me. <laughs> and so it's just a matter of checking. So earlier, you know, 10 minutes ago, we were talking about asking permission or getting consent to, to vent to someone else. But let's flip it around. When they have vented to us, asking permission or getting consent to offer feedback or ideas mm -hmm. is kind of the other direction. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that that is so important um, because uh, we don't we don't know what people are really looking for and and if you come at them with suggestions people are oppositional by nature and and they're going to most likely say no worst case scenario they take your advice yeah I said that <laughs> um, you're absolutely right I mean research shows that generally when we tell people what to do they respond by telling us why it will not work yes in those few cases where they say great thanks I'm gonna do that you're still not in the clear mm -hmm. I mean you still may have given bad advice right um, so that's another really good point and and you said worst case scenario they take your advice I think that's that's something I'm glad you paused people need to let that sink in that you, that taking your advice may not be the best thing I also think another possible worst case scenario is you just taught them not to come to you with their problems anymore. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know about you. I mean, this isn't like, I don't literally mean I have a list, like a physical list, <laughs> but like mentally, yeah. I have a list of sure. people in my life who I love dearly. I'm, I'm not looking to lose them from my life, but look, I'm not going to them with a problem, right? right? They're on my like, not my go-to helpful people list. Still love them. And you know what? Sometimes that list changes based on what's going on in someone else's life. Yes. There have been times, you know, where I'm like, I, I have to step back and, and think about a person who I, I really love and who I have that normal relationship with, but for whatever reason, whatever they're going through, um, whatever's happening in the world, um, they can't do it. Mm -mm. Or maybe they're too close to it and they keep giving me like the, you know, sanctimonious, mm -hmm. you know, you should have known or they're not listening. You know, I think being able to realize the right times and who who are the best people to talk to about your situations is a really, really amazing thing. Yeah, and I think that it's it's reasonable that we all have people who we care about. You know, they may be family, they may be loved ones, and you might just say, yeah, totally crazy about that person, but they're not someone I'm calling up in a time of need. And my worry is, you know, I don't want to end up on that list. I don't want anyone right. to say that about me. And so I'm trying to be really cautious about the ways that I dole out advice that might not be helpful. I could land myself on that list I don't want to be on. You know, and, and I think that from the flip side of those things, you know, if, if we aren't if we don't pause to have the conversation of what, you know, what are you trying to get out of this? Um, we could tend to let people run over us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, on the flip side, I've had people where I'm like, okay, my relationship with this person is to listen to them vent. Mm -hmm. And it's not a two way street. And I am always optimistic that it will change when things are better for that person where they're able to have a two way street. But sometimes um, knowing what role you play in their life yeah, knowing what role you play in their life is, if that could be like a subtitle of this whole <laughs> podcast. Yeah. 
Well, I had another idea about consent, and this is a little bit less the like emotional space realm and, and a little bit more in the physical one. Um, and again, I'm not necessarily talking about sex here, although I think some of those themes relate. Um, I'm even talking about things like hugs. So I have to confess, oh my goodness, I have a friend who is very vocal about hating hugs. And I know this and I've known it for years. The problem is I forget and I only seem to remember mid-hug. <laughs> and it's, it is so, I'm so mad at myself because I lean in to give her like the, oh, it's so great to see you. And I'm like squeezing her. And it's as soon as I feel her like kind of half-assed squeeze back that I realize, oh, she hates this. <laughs> she hates this. And I've known that she hates this since I met her. Like this is not news. I've known for a long time. I don't know why I can't remember that this is not her thing. So again, I'm here to confess, folks. I'm a work in progress. It wouldn't kill me to just check with someone. Like, you cool with a hug? Or are you a hugger? Like, there's a way to do this. It doesn't have to feel like you're signing a contract or getting informed consent. Right. It can just be like you're kind of half leaning in and you go, hey, I'm a hugger. I don't know. You let me know if this is cool. Just throw me a signal if it's not. And that could be like a light way of just checking in. And I'm, I think half I'm saying this out loud so that I learn <laughs> because it's a terrible feeling when I know I'm hugging someone who is like cringing and hates it and likes her personal space. I actually have a, a, one of my very best friends and I joke around that we've talked, we've touched each other, like we've hugged each other like under 10 times and we've been best friends for like <laughs> 11, 12 years. Um, um, but that's just how, you know, sort of we do. Um, and so if someone were to say, um, hey, hug, I might be like, I'm having a little bit of a moment, mm -hmm. so can we high five? <laughs> yeah, and you know, the more you do that, the more people get used to hearing that. Because right. the first time they might look at you and be like, what's, what the, what's the matter with you? Right. But I think if, if, if society started doing that more, we'd kind of get used to it. Mm -hmm. But the first time you hear someone say, no, you can't hug me, it might be a little off-putting. Right, which is, I mean, one of the reasons why I typically don't ever do that. But, is that, but I think like, you know, sort of stopping to say, is this the right time? Because um, I know sometimes if, if, if my emotions are close to the surface, then it, and someone takes a moment to give me a, you know, you ever have that moment where you're like, your face is red yeah. and someone's like, oh, you look like you need a hug. And you're like, absolutely not. You stay on that side <laughs> Get of the hell room. Away from me. <laughs> it wasn't on your terms. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It might um, be relieving in a way, but right. you wanted to release that on your terms. Right. Especially like, you know, this is, if that's not the right person to ask the emotional labor from, you know, mm -hmm. so if, you know, somebody that you don't know that well is like, oh, let me come give you a hug. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Their arms are around you. Right. I'm that person, Leslie. <laughs> I'm that person who's like half asking and hugging at the same time. I got to get better at this. Um, in, and you know, it's, it's, um, it can be tough. Cause then you're like, okay, well now I'm crying in front of you and mm. I've met you twice. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like a grade A a-hole. <laughs> you feel exposed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I think that that can be, that can be really tough. So, you know, kind of getting an idea of when and where is a good time to, you know, have that kind of interaction. 
Yes, and you may not know, and so right. that's part of why we ask. And you know, one of the most common things people tell me is like, oh, this world's gotten too strict and there are too many mm-hmm. rules PC now. Culture. Yeah, it's all this PC culture and everybody's too sensitive. And I just want to say there is a way to check in on this. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Right. It doesn't have to be like, can you sign here telling me it's okay to hug you? It, it, like, that's, that is sort of ridiculous. But there is a perfectly cool, easygoing way to just look at someone and be like, I got to tell you, I'm a hugger, but I can hold it back if you're not down. You just got to like, you know, throw me the elbow instead and we can elbow this. And there, there you just asked permission and it was kind of in a light way. And a person could say yes or no. And it doesn't have to be this like, I'm, you know, tiptoeing around you kind of thing. And also having respect for when they say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, you know, for many of us, you see your friend or your relative or your family or whatever, you see them struggling, you see them hurting, and, you know, you have that moment of let me just pull them into me and show them how I feel about them and show them that I care and I do that physically. Mm-hmm. And that might be the, the opposite of what they need at that moment, mm-hmm. um, especially if they're telling you that, you know, they've just experienced something that took away their bodily autonomy. Exactly. And I think there's, you know, something that's really big right now is teaching this young. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't have children, and I know your little guy is probably too young for this to apply, but um, there's a big push right now, maybe not big enough, but a, a, a small push right now <laughs> for letting children choose right. when and if they give hugs. And I, I have vivid memories of being a child, and I was so shy. I mean, even around my family members, I was like painfully shy and I remember when we would like leave family parties uh, my parents saying go give everybody a hug goodbye Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I wanted to die like that was my worst nightmare because even though they were my family members they still felt like kind of strange to me and I was really shy and uh, I remember even when I would shy away from that adults I'm telling you I can still see it like pout their lips you know like grown adults (laughs) pout their lips and put their arms out and say please please can I have a hug Mm. and I'm not suggesting that I've been like deeply scarred by this I don't think that I have been I am fine I I mean I've grown into a hugger now so clearly it hasn't been that big a deal but I do think that there was a real missed opportunity to for someone in that room to teach me that I get to decide if someone's hugging me or not and that I have you know the rights to my own space and, and that I shouldn't be coerced by their sad faces right. um, or someone begging. You know, I, there was a missed opportunity. Again, I'm not trying to say they've, they've ruined me for life, far from it. I'm trying to say that someone in that room could have stood up and said, she's asserting herself, she doesn't want to hug you, it's not that big a deal, put your pouty lip away, right. be, be an adult about this. And I think those, those opportunities come up in life to teach this to kids young and we should seize them rather than you know, just kind of stand in the background and let that kid figure it out. Right. So my babysitter, um, she's she's got uh, two kids, and you know, I see her every weekday. And um, you know, at this point with her kids, I I adore them. I want to scoop them up and and you know, pinch their cheeks or whatever adults do to children. That's weird. Um, and but I really try not to. Um, because I don't think it's necessarily my role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually talked about that with my babysitter, and I was like, I don't want to assume that I'm allowed to touch your children. Mm-hmm. And she's like, 
you give me your child to touch <laughs> all day, every yeah. day. And I'm like, mm-hmm. But my child is, you know, at this point when he started with her, he, he was four months old. Mm-hmm. I'm, the point I'm getting at is that um, I never asked for a hug. I never presumed that it was okay for me to uh, ask for that or to expect that or to look for that. And the first time that uh, her little guy came up to me and gave me a hug, like it was just like wonderful Mm -hmm. because no one made him do that. It wasn't an expectation. He was giving me a hug because he wanted to. It means so Um, much more that way. And so sometimes now you, you know, you can say, can I have a huggy? Cause we say huggy Mm -hmm. cause you know, cute. Um, and sometimes he's into it and sometimes he's not and it's totally okay. And you know, it's good. Now he's got a little, you know, to learn about consent too. Cause now he's like, all right, I want to, you know, push through your legs yeah. and go under and we got to play the bridge. And I'm like, all right, all right. I'm wearing a skirt. Yeah. But, but he's, he'll <laughs> only learn that if right. he's seeing the adults do it right. too. Yeah. Um, and so that's a, you he's, know, he's also like, you know, <laughs> uh, not even two. So. Okay. So he's got some time. And, uh, but I, I just think that's a great example of how when kids choose to hug you, oh my gosh, that means a million it times does. more than me begging for it. Right. And then some reluctant child like shuffling his body toward me. Like, I don't want that, that hug. I want the one where the kid runs up to me and says like, I want to give you a hug. And again, you know, I keep thinking so much in my life, I, I, I so often I hear from people who are very concerned about our, quote, overly PC culture right. and, and overly litigious and we're going to sue each other. And I just want to say this could be so easy. Like if you're hearing this and thinking, oh, I'm supposed to ask permission now, this is ridiculous, you might be overthinking this a little bit. It can be as simple as, hey, Johnny, can I have a hug? And if he says no, you say, cool, maybe next time, we'll see. And that's it, that's all I'm talking about. It doesn't need to be like, you know, this this very elaborate kind of uh, overdone thing. Mm-hmm. It can be very quick. It can be very simple. It might be as simple as just hearing no and saying, all right, that's fine. Like, so we're talking about that sort of physical thing and, you know, with children and, and certainly with adults. But, you know, it's also like, what do you want out of that situation when you want, you know, uh, to give, to embrace somebody? Like, what do you think is, is something that you're, you're going to get? Is it, what I'm getting at is, is it for you? Or is it for them? So I'm smiling because, you know, if you're the type of person who's who's accepting of what we're talking about here and open to asking permission, you're probably someone who's hugging for the other person's benefit. Mm-hmm. And if you're really reluctant to this, it's probably because you just deep down want your goddamn hug. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's for you. And honestly, you know, maybe, maybe I'm overly concerned about our listeners because if you're at the one that's only trying to help, potentially you're someone who's in that hug for the other person. Right, right. Um, and so maybe maybe it's our audience who would be perce- receptive, not perceptive, <laughs> receptive to this in the first place. And yet, you know, it could be our audience who goes to talk about this with other people who hear, oh, please, this world is too sensitive. You want to hug somebody, hug somebody. Well, you can, um, but that hug's for you, not yeah, for the person right, you're hugging. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I I don't have a whole lot of information about it, but one thing I'm thinking about is the flip side, which is the the importance of human touch and how there's a ton of research that shows 
how good it is for us to embrace and to feel, you know, the warmth of another person, whether it's their hand or their arm around you. Um, so of course I want us asking permission, but that doesn't mean I'm like anti touch. First of all, you've already heard me describe myself as a hugger, uh, but there's tons of research out there about the benefits of more human physical interaction and hugging and high-fiving and hand-holding. And, and I won't get into it now. I will post some information about this on our website, but um, generally I am pro more embracing and touching. I just care a lot about permission to do it. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I think that... Um I think that we've kind of, it's, it's interesting because you have those people who are like, oh, PC culture and, you know, how dare you question my, you know, uh, need to hug people or whatever. Or my um, right to my hug right. people. My right, there you go, yeah. <laughs> um, but interestingly, like, we're also seeing people that, like, you know, don't do any kind of displays of affection for the people that they care about. Um, you know, I've read something recently that was like, um, call your best friends and tell them that you love them. Yeah. Because you do. You do. And it might not be something, it kind of feels cheesy to be like, all right, um, you know, like, let's, uh, like, I don't know, I, I'm a millennial, we don't really call, um, but, um, you know, like, to text somebody and be like, all right, love ya, it sounds like something you do with your spouse or your mom mm -hmm. or something like that, um, but I think it's, I think it's important, and, and, and quite frankly, it's, it's sad that I only remember to do it um, when I feel like someone really needs to hear it, mm. because guess what, people need to hear it all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to out millennial you and, <laughs> and say that when I text that often, it's just like the heart emoji. Right. <laughs> like I like just sending out random heart. Right. But like, that's sort of my way of being like, I don't need anything from you. I don't know if you need anything from me. I was just kind of like putting vibes out there. Like that's all. Right. Um, and how simple is that? It's like one touch of a Well, two, like find the heart emoji mm -hmm. and hit send. Right. Two, two, two buttons. Um, Cool. All right. So I think, I don't know if you have any other ideas about like forms of consent. We talked about asking before you seek help, mm -hmm. uh, before you dump on somebody or vent on somebody, asking before you give help, like when you're about to give advice that maybe somebody doesn't want, and asking before we get in somebody's space or, or hug them in a way that maybe they weren't interested in. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add to that list? I mean, I think those are the, the, the main ones. Um, an interesting thing that I can't say that I'm an expert in, but I've, I've been reading about more and more recently is this idea of uh, spoon theory, mm. um, which is something I think um, that is in the uh, circles of people that have um, disabilities. And um, you know what they're saying is they, they have sort of limited, limited ability to deal with everything. And I think that, I, I hate to co-opt something, but I think that we can all think about how much can do I can I devote to this? Um, and I think mm -hmm. even asking yourself that question, if someone's coming to you and you see that they're on that precipice and they need to vent or they need to unload or they need to cry and thinking, like, what is my response going to be? Am, am I the best person for mm -hmm. them to come to this with? Because if you are like you know, having a moment yourself and they come to you and, and you respond in a way that's not helpful, it's going to be bad for everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I think that makes sense. Sort of the idea that 
we all have limitations. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not just, you know, maybe maybe you don't think of yourself that way. Maybe you don't identify as someone who's limited in some capacity, but we all do have limitations. And when you're self-aware about them, you can actually be more helpful to people because if they're trying to tap you for something beyond your capacity, you're going to have to tell them that. You're mm-hmm. going to have to say, this is beyond what I can offer you right now. Um, and that's more helpful than trying to fake it or, or give what you don't really have to give. Right. Cool. All right. Well, I encourage folks to visit our website again. Um, I'm going to put up some information about the benefits of, of touch and why, you know, I don't want the world to think Kate and Leslie are anti-touching people. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about it, people. Um, as always, email us with questions, comments, stories, situations, things you've gone through, things that resonate with you. Um, and you can reach us at questions at onlytryingtohelp.com. You can tweet us at I was O-T-T-H. That's only trying to help. I was O-T-T-H. And I, I always end by saying, just go try this. Like, see if you can find a way that feels natural for you to do this kind of check-in that maybe doesn't feel stiff or rehearsed, that you can just really easy breezy ask someone like what do you need right now or what would be helpful or are you cool with a hug or you know if you can find your own voice around this it will feel authentic and not put on